Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever in the world you might be. I am Nicole Beasy, and I'm here to talk about one thing today, this recession that everybody keeps going on about. And it is headline news, and there is a reason for that, my friend. (laughs) They want you to be afraid. The system is rigged. But here's the deal. It's because of a lack of understanding. Everyone complains about how they don't teach financial literacy at schools. Do you know why? (laughs) They don't want you to know because you know what happens in a recession? Everything goes on sale. It's like Black Friday for assets and it kind of gross, but stocks are cheap. Crypto is cheap. Houses are falling. They are not cheap. And, And let me just be clear cheap, expense, value, it's relative. It is entirely up to you what something is worth, my friend. And it typically has to do a lot more with the time and the energy you are trading for money than the actual dollar amount or the perceived value of that thing or that lifestyle or whatever it is that you're after. Now, the reason recessions are a massive opportunity is because when you're prepared and you understand how they work, you can make millions. Recessions and depressions, economic cycles are where the transference of wealth happens. Just over 5 million people last year in 2021 became millionaires. Two and a half million of those people were in the United States. Now, if you do the math, that is less than 0.00001% of the world's population and the United States population. Do you know what listening to everybody's going to get you? Do you know what following the pack will do? (laughs) It will not leave you thriving, let alone surviving any economic cycles. I wanted to know what you wanted to hear about. And I threw in the recession to be perfectly transparent because that's what I do. I am honest to a fault, but I also get how this works. This system is rigged. You are watching this because of the clickbait, because of the word recession. And here's the thing, the only reason you feel afraid, the only reason that this is even attracting you, let alone magnetizing you towards this content is because you've been taught to be afraid. You don't understand your own financial situation, your cash flow, and a handful of, and I don't mean this to be insulting, but very simple details will empower you. And I get it, it's boring. That's why I'm here. Hello, (laughs) your resident financial nerd. And I'm going to make this free. This video is going to be free in perpetuity. I'm going to throw it up on all the channels. You're getting it first. You're getting it pretty messy and sloppy. Thank you. I just needed to get this out there. Why? Because I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of different stuff in the next couple of weeks and months to make sure you are primed for the most successful year yet. And if you follow economic cycles, you will know the next two years are make or break. And not because it's going to be bad, but because the potential for growth is going to be exponential. And so if you're ready for it, and all that means is if you understand your own situation, if you've reduced any energy, which just is a way that I say you've reduced your emotion around a particular situation, money has a lot of energy around it because we've been raised to fear it. We've been raised to think we can't have. We've been raised to think that there is scarcity. And don't get me wrong, my friend, there is for some people who choose to focus on it and be afraid of things like recessions. What we're going to do today is cover some of those key data points. Now, I'm not going to go into all of them. I am going to give you those resources and that information in my Discord community. I will go into all of these ratios, all of these benchmarks, 
all of these strategies so that you can understand it. And I'm not, I'm not going to charge for that. There will be things that I do charge for because here's the thing, my friend, all of this information is available. It's online. You can get a PhD in economics. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thought you said PhD in economics. Again, that's why I'm here. I love this. Shit. Let me help you help us create the new world that we want to live in. One of the reasons I'm so obsessed with crypto and Web3 and the blockchain is transparency. Suddenly in this new age of business, in this new world, we have an opportunity of creating together, co-creating together. Business is going to be evolving. This is why I am leading the business revolution. And I am doing that by putting out information that is, to be perfectly honest, readily available. But you're watching this for a reason. You're hungry for the information. You want to learn. You want to feel confident. You want to feel empowered. And so let's, let's get into that. Now, if any of this stuff doesn't make sense, if it's too long, didn't read, I totally get it. Join the discard cord. Join the discord. I am going to be getting into all of it. And you're going to be around a whole bunch of business revolutionaries, visionaries, trailblazers, rebels, rule breakers, just like you. People who are out there trying to do the damn thing or, or really wanting to do the damn thing, but don't feel like they have the information. They have the understanding. They have the certainty. That's what we're going to get into. Um, I definitely took some notes. I just want to make sure I'm covering everything. Transparency, I believe, is the foundation for the business revolution, for what is going to be defining the way that we do business moving forward. Now, we're still one foot old, one foot new. And so this is why understanding economic cycles, understanding spreadsheets and budget and cash flow feel so heavy and outdated in the interim before we're able to just like connect to the mainframe <laughs> to intuitively trust that it's all happening. It's all flowing. It's all, it's all in the ether. And all we got to do is grab, grab, grab it until we're there, my friend, until we have exercised that trust muscle to the point where we believe in our own systems and structure. We get to learn. We get to practice. We get to come together in community to support each other. That's what this is going to be all about. And let me just flag this in case you're already like, this is boring. If you're not taking action, if this stuff is boring, there is a reason for that. It's the energy behind everything you're trying to do. And if beating yourself up or kicking your own ass or blaming the man or blaming the system or blaming your parents or blaming your socioeconomic status or regretting everything or wishing it were all different, if any of that worked, if any of that got you what you wanted, you wouldn't be watching this right now. You wouldn't be freaked out about the recession. You wouldn't be clicking on clickbait. No judgment. I'm not trying to shame you here. I'm just trying to call out why you're here, why you're watching. We're in this together, standing shoulder to shoulder in solidarity. Together we rise, community over competition, all that jazz. So with that, let's talk about how you are going to be just fine. You're going to get through this recession. Why I am even having this conversation with you. And then the four major takeaways I want you to walk away with at the end of this. Stick around to the end because there's going to be it's going to be one that uh, may or may not surprise you, especially based on my old content. Just know I started my first business in 2003 in a foreign country in the music industry with no experience and no skills. <laughs> then I started another one a year later and a third business three years after that. I have been starting businesses in creative industries with no money no financing in a foreign country. So no network and doing the damn thing, getting into multiple six figures of debt, 
paying it off, having to close doors, having to open doors. Today, I've started, directed, or saved over 41 different businesses. And obviously, I'm not in 41 different businesses right now. Some of them, some of them were the things that nightmares are made. I bring a wealth of experience along with an obnoxious level of degrees. If those things are important to you, I personally think an MBA from 2008 is kind of worthless, but it was a really cool experience and just absolutely massaged my ego and helped me completely immerse myself in the stuff that I love, which is a business. Let's get started. The real issue is you're afraid. Now, oftentimes we're afraid because we feel ill-prepared or we feel overwhelmed or we feel like we're a victim. We're too busy complaining about things to actually do anything about them. Or, and my favorite, is just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. This looks like <laughs> the same sales systems, the same marketing systems, the same marketing platforms, the same staff, the same mentors, no mentors, no support, no debt, no cash. <laughs> the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting different results. A lot of high ticket coaches or high ticket mentors or all of those like lead generations or like magic marketing systems or consultants can come in and also clickbait you because they are promising things that feed that fear. And the reality is, is if you don't understand it, if you don't want to be interested in it, it's going to be really hard to master that and feel comfortable in it. That's what I want to give you today. It's just three really, really, really simple ways of thinking about the fear and uncertainty in your business. And in relation to a recession, it's most likely cash flow. First and foremost, we want to survive, right? That has a lot to do with the liquidity of your business. Then secondly, we want to understand how to create certainty and uncertainty. That's your cash flow, my friend. Ideally, we're thriving. We're one of those people that's taking advantage of Black Friday assets. That's potentially buying other businesses because they're such a great deal that are able to take advantage of real estate opportunities or holes in the market because we're ready for it. We're prepared for it. And then I'm going to save the last one. Liquidity means, and, and I'm going to use financial terms. When I started working with artists in the music industry, I would often refer to their music or their visual arts or their creations as products. Because once you start to monetize your passion, my friend, you're selling something. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If it feels gross, there's some energy around sales to explore. Again, I say energy around something to suggest the emotional charge you have around that thing. I used to have a lot of energy around sales. I totally get it. When I reframe sales to be solutions and I thrive as a problem solver, everything got a lot easier. My energy totally, firstly, the negative energy around it, what felt hard and like resistance and struggle dissolved. When I use terms that feel like above your pay grade or for your accountant to know, or you don't have an accountant and you're afraid to ask people about this, please get into the discord. I'm going to be going into all of this shit at like an obnoxious level. I'm going to make free because it is readily available. There is no reason you shouldn't know it other than you just haven't exposed yourself to it yet. This is the perfect time. I'm going to try and get through the rest of this stuff pretty quickly. <laughs> we'll see. First up, liquidity. All liquidity means is that if everything goes tits up, <laughs> are you going to walk away with this shirt on your back and a roof over your head? What it means is do your assets match your liabilities? And what's the ratio? So remember fractions? in third grade, maybe, maybe fourth grade, who knows what grade fractions are in now. All these benchmarks and ratios have to do with certain comparisons in your business. Assets, 
things of value that you, that you have, and then liabilities, things of expense or debt that you have incurred. So you just do a comparison, right? The more assets you have, the less liabilities you have, that's going to be a positive ratio. If you have more liabilities, less assets, negative ratio. The assets can include equipment, inventory, accounts payable, invoices, amounts owed. Liabilities can include your operating expenses, your payroll, um, any debt that you have, any expenses that you have. Just really understanding what you got and what you're putting out, what's going out the door, that's how you're going to understand your liquidity. This is also going to be one of the first things that a potential investor or a bank, aka a lender, are going to want to look at in case you need access to capital, which just means money, a balance sheet, which you can look up on the internet and it'll give you a template is how you work out your liquidity. Cash flow to sales. That's going to be your first ratio. That is also the liquidity in your business. Again, money coming in, money going out over total income. Did you see my little like, because uh? here's the thing, there are a million ratios and benchmarks in your business. That's going to bring us to the second point of discussion. Benchmarks are ratios in your industry. And again, you can look this up, whether you're a restaurateur, whether you're an esthetician in the beauty industry, whether you're a creative in photography, there are benchmarks in your business. And what this means is what are other businesses doing when we're starting, but especially when we're scaling, we literally don't know what we should be investing in marketing, what we should be investing in mentorship, what we should be paying for an accountant or for legal. Like what should a startup be spending as opposed to what should a mature business be spending? That's a benchmark. And all of that is available online. Some of it is pay to play, but do your homework, my friend. If you're curious, if you're looking to compare what are other businesses in my industry doing, I would look at the successful businesses. <laughs> Statistics can average. So you're looking at the, the best and the worst. Focus on the guys that are doing it right. There's another uh, statistic in terms of cash flow that I really like to look at. It's called Profit First. I was certified in it. I stopped paying the $500 a month to be a member of it. However, what Profit First suggests is a really healthy cash flow is what you're looking at is 50 to 70% of your expenses to income. Quick maths. That would mean you're spending about $50,000 to $70,000 in your business if you're earning $100,000. And that's $70,000 is maximum. $50,000 is ideal. What that suggests is as your income is growing, as your business is scaling, your expenses are staying the same. They're always staying a percentage of your income. What most of us are doing is over-investing in our business, especially in the startup phase. That's why a recession is scary. We are spending more money or we are at a break even. And so when you think about a downturn in sales or potentially an increase in debt, suddenly the ratio gets pretty out of whack. That's a benchmark. That's a ratio. Cash flow is going to be one of your very first ratios. I have a whole spreadsheet that I have created and I have made it available for free for years. I could count how many people have accessed it. It is a very, very, very simplified version. It is designed for people who want to start or who are just getting started. If you are in a scaling or maturing business, your cash flow sheet probably has eight different tabs in, in Excel or Google Sheets or in your QuickBooks, right? You're running several different reports just to understand your cash flow. There are multiple ratios and benchmarks in it. We'll get into that in the Discord. But what you can do right now, if this is as far as you're going to watch, is just go into the Discord and download the Predictable Profits Calculator. It'll show you the seasonal seasonality in your business and also your cash flow. I also walk you through it just in case you're not all that wild about using Excel sheets. It's a Google sheet to make it accessible.
Another super, super useful ratio is your operating income and expenses. Just simply understanding what are you spending every month? What are you making every month? And that's, that's another ratio you can look at. Obviously you want income to be higher. (laughs) You want a positive ratio. Your next one is your forecast variance. And this, this of all of the benchmarks and ratios to be examined going into a recession, your forecast variance is going to be the thing that gives you the certainty and uncertainty. It is the likelihood of change in terms of your income and your expenses. Now, if you're just getting started in business, you're not going to have this data. What's a better time to start than 50 years ago or five months ago right now? Just start tracking this data. Pull a couple of ratios, throw it into a spreadsheet. It's just going to be a matter of (laughs) equal sign number, uh, forward slash number. That's how you create a ratio, my friend. And you're just picking out what, what data are you going to be measuring? Your forecast variance helps you understand the potential of change. And that is how you're going to then calculate your runway. We'll get to that in a second. Really depending on your business, you might be invoicing, you might be billing, you might be doing daily sales, hourly sales, understanding what money is potentially coming in and then how efficiently you are calculating that money coming in as opposed to what money is going out and how efficiently you are paying your outstanding debts. That's just going to help you really understand how quickly your business can move. And then lastly, we've got ROE. Now I know you're familiar with ROI. ROE is return on an equity. This is the second biggest factor that your debtors or your investors are going to want to know in your business. Again, this video isn't about me getting into and showing you how to do all of that. I'm going to put all of that into the Discord, but I wanted to just highlight a couple of very key, very key benchmarks and ratios in your business. Uh, there's another, this isn't a ratio or a benchmark, but it is something to start tracking and it is EBITDA. E-B-I-T-D-A. I'm not even going to get into it. You got to look it up or get into the Discord, but EBITDA, EBITDA, EBITDA. (laughs) And that is a very old way of doing business. Do not get me wrong, but my friend, that person that's going to be lending you money or investing in you, they're probably going to want to know what EBITDA is. I get a lot of business owners asking me, how do you find an investor? How do you, you know, how do you get a grant? How do you get a small business association loan in the United States? Or how do you access funding? It's understanding these ratios and these numbers. And if you don't, you're probably not ready to bring in external funds to your business. This is five different data points that could take you less than an hour to work out, especially if you're tracking your data, which can actually all happen automatically. You can have these reports built out if you're using accounting software into your QuickBooks or FreshBooks or whatever it is that you're using, MYOB. And if you don't know how to do that, you can get on Fiverr or Upwork and have someone do it for you. And then it is automatically attaching to your bank accounts and then automatically giving you this data. With that, let's get into what we do, not just to survive, not just to prepare, but to thrive in a recession. We hear this statistic all the time. 80% of businesses fail. Uh, when you do a deep dive into that data, what you'll find is 20% of startups fail in the first two years. That has a lot to do with runway. That has a lot to do with certainty. The number creeps up as the time creeps up because a lot of people just aren't in this to win it, my friend. Running your own business is very challenging. And so one of the reasons they don't want you to understand recessions, they don't want you to understand economic cycles, they don't teach this in school is because they'd much rather you work for them than for you. 
and you know that freedom is, is freedom and fun are tied for my number one. I think business ownership, I think creating your own livelihood. I just think taking your own seriously is the pathway to freedom. However, it is hard work. And for every entrepreneur, every business owner, every creativepreneur, every dreamer, every doer that I work with, what they realize is there's a different experience of freedom when you are taking responsibility for your own livelihood, for your own income. This is how you thrive. It's by empowering yourself with information. It's by tracking the data so that you start to understand your own flow and cash flow and what's most important to you in your business so you can invest accordingly, so that you can manage and grow and scale and hit your goals and targets without, without killing yourself. By tracking this data, especially if you're just going to get started, that's the best that you can do a pivot plan. To recap, first and foremost, understand what survival looks like. Understand what your runway is, what your debts are, what your expenses are, and if your business is liquid. Secondly, understand your cash flow. Once you understand money in, money out, it really does work like a wave. And so many business owners that I talk to forget that every March they do a huge inventory buy. Every September they have to do a huge equipment maintenance program. There's these annual cyclical expenses. There's quarterly cyclical expenses. There's slow seasons. There's busy seasons. All of that goes into your cash flow. All of that is part of the predictable profits calculator, the seasonality and the flow in your business. From there, you can start to understand how can I thrive? How can I create sales in the slow? How can I plan for a recession? What is my 13-week plan? And what is my 30-week plan? That is crucial for your runway, which simply means that sort of VC and private equity firms for knowing when are we going to run out of money. This brings us to bonus point is your pivot plan. Pivots are not something that just happened. Pivots are part of the plan. It's part of the tech industry vernacular from the early 2000s when a book called Bootstrapping came out. And what it was for is because back in the early 2000s, tech was as volatile as crypto is. No one wanted to invest in it because everybody had lost their shirt in the late 90s. We thought that Web1 was going to be the solution to everything. And so by understanding your 13-week and 30-week thresholds, you can start to create a couple of plans to pivot. And all this is, is about risk mitigation. What happens if I run out of money? What happens if I don't hit my sales targets? What happens if I don't have the appropriate resources to succeed? What decisions am I willing to make? A lot of creatives, visionaries, trailblazers, rebels, rule breakers, we have a million ideas. And in fact, we're constantly iterating on different ideas. Most of us don't stick it out. Boredom will take down nine out of 10 entrepreneurs because we don't want to see what happens in 90 days or in six months or in six years. We're here for the quick fix. We're here for the race to the finish line. We're here for the sprint. But when it turns into a marathon and the businesses that are around in two years, that are around in five years, they are running marathons. They're not in a sprint. They're not looking for quick, quick, rich schemes. And I believe me, every overnight success spent 10 years in the making. Know what your thresholds are, know when you're going to pivot, know why you are going to pivot. Now, like I said, I've just laid it out for you. This is recession-proofing your business. This is how you create certainty in the uncertainty. It is boring. It is not sexy. It's likely not the shit that got you into business in the first place. If I had a dollar for every business owner that said, I hate the business of my business, I firstly wouldn't have to work because I'd be rich. But secondly, if y'all loved it, I wouldn't have a job because that is what I do. I 
I love the business of business. I love the numbers. I love the data. I spend all of my spare time researching this stuff. And it just, it breaks my heart to know that you're watching this because you're afraid of the recession. People are who are prepared. They understand this is when they're going to make their millions. And you have that opportunity, my friend, now more than ever. Get into the Discord. Let's talk about all of these different benchmarks, all of these different ratios, how to understand the cash flow in your business. And if in two weeks you haven't done anything, please stay tuned. I'm doing a biz boost, which is an annual challenge, experience, community gathering that I do to give that oomph, to put that pep back in your step, to find that motivation. Because if you're exhausted, apathetic, avoidant, afraid, overwhelmed, firstly, all of that is actually just an excuse to not do anything, to not change anything, to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's getting you something. And that might even just be permission to quit. I should have started with that. If you just want to keep complaining or quit, don't. Do not. Do not join the Discord. Do not share this video. Please. That's one of the things we saw with the forced closure of so many businesses worldwide was it gave a lot of people permission to just stop because they are exhausted because what they're doing isn't working. And there is no shame in that. The only way to figure out what works is to eliminate what's not working anymore. We hypothesize. We test it. We put it and implement it into the real world and then we measure it. That's why having your pivot plan with a 13-week, a 30-week, testing marketing strategies, understanding where you're at in the cycle of change, all of the stuff I've talked about ad nauseum, there's whole podcast episodes about it. I'm going to get into some of the specifics of this talk in the Discord. But if none of this is doing it for you, please join the Biz Boost. We're going to talk about how to love your work again. It's so, so, so normal to feel overwhelmed, to feel apathetic. And this is why I love business coaching. This is why I love business. We don't just get to quiet quit. We get to show up. We get to be consistent. We get to prove ourselves wrong. We get to f*** the man and f*** the system. <laughs> we get to create this new world together. We get to lead the business revolution. Are you with me? Are you with me, my friend? Are we going to do this? I hope, I hope to see you. You're watching this because you follow me. Turn on notifications, share, like, post, subscribe, all of the things. And thank you. Thank you so much for being part of this revolution with me. I'm absolutely honored and thrilled. And it is my privilege to be here with you. Let's show them what we've got.